podcast, Cinderella Chats. I'm your host, Cinderella Field. Yes, that's really my name. Along with your co-host, Sandy Hunter. We are so excited to be here to share some insight about life, love, and relationships. So let's get to it. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. How are you today? If my back felt better, I would be great. Isn't that wonderful? I wish I'd just take a little pill and say, this is going to fix everything that's wrong with me today. Right. That would be nice. Does anybody want that pill if we could manufacture it? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no, it has no dope in it, by the way. <laughs> no Marahucci. That's so funny. Oh, doing great today. I know our last conversation, we talked about divorce and the family. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I mean. Want to stay on the family route because that just kind of follows up. Well, I mean, what did divorce do? It has, it opened the door to where we are today, I believe. Oh, absolutely. And you were reading something to me earlier about family. Give me that definition. What did you do with it? The definition of family? Well, the definition of family in 1950. So the stereotypical nuclear family of the 50s consisted of an economically stable family made up of, now listen closely, folks, a father, a mother, and one, two, or three children. Children were precious assets and the center of the family back then. Very few wives worked. Thank goodness, because when a wife doesn't work and stays home with the children, some, oh my gosh, what a difference it makes. And even if they had to work, it was combined with their role as housewives and mothers. So we're talking kind of the father knows best, leave it to Beaver. Jim Ward Cleaver. (laughs) Okay. And I see that. And I think if you travel back in time to 1950s. Can we just go live there? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, not that things were absolutely perfect. No, no, no. no. But But people had morals back then. Absolutely. And I think a lot of things, if there were troubles or there were tribulations that were happening within the family core, a lot of that was not spoke about number one, because we all know when we speak about these things, Satan hears them and it, we were basically given him a pass to look into every situation and stick his finger in it. So I think back then the less talked about the better off families were, that didn't mean they didn't have problems. Cause as we know, I mean, this is biblical. You know, Moses came down off of Sinai and everyone had lost their mind. So he gave the 10 commandments. And I think it has been a struggle ever since. Yes. A struggle. Mm-hmm. I would agree with, but you know how I feel about that stuff. I know it still comes down to choices. And I've Absolutely. made my fair share in my youth mm-hmm. of my mistakes. Right. And I know you have Oh, absolutely. Well. Still I mean, to this day, right. I have to ask forgiveness every single day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to ask for forgiveness because you know what? I try so hard and you know, you've known me now for a mm-hmm. while. So do I get upset about things? You know, watching you send it rarely, 
But usually when you do get upset, there is a good justifiable reason in your mind to be upset. So, yes, I think there are certain reasons why things happen like they do. But for me, uh, like we've said before, I think everything centers around the family. Oh, everything does center around the family. But, you know, I think it goes back to 1969 when then Governor Ronald Reagan, and he is one of the most beloved presidents that we've had, signed a bill creating unilateral divorce in California. Following California's lead, many states subsequently increased access to divorce making it possible for a married person to seek a divorce without the consent of his or her spouse. Yes, and I would I would dare to say that it probably all started. Well, that opened the door for it. <clears throat> yeah. It opened the gate. It let yeah. the horse out of the stall, and it was running and running with fury. And there's just no way, I think, to ever gather them back up and put them in the gate unless we as women just stand up and say, okay, we've had enough. Okay. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we're here for? Absolutely. Enough is enough is enough finally. Mm -hmm. And even Reagan himself later on admittedly said that was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. Yes. As governor and opening that Pandora's box and it, then it gave just let any reason to be divorced, to filter, filtrate in, um, and it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But you know who can stop it? Mm-hmm. The people that give birth. Right. And that is a woman. Because most of the reasons for divorce anyway are what reasons? Typical reasons that you could get over with if if you had the right tools. But cheating, I would say, being probably one of the number one reasons, infidelity, Exactly. Um, I know there's financial reasons. Communication issues, those kind of things. Right. But not just because you're not happy and you've been such a, you know, I mean, people within marriages, they do have secrets, don't they, Sandy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And unfortunately, um, I'm just going to say people just give up too easy. You know what I mean? Well, they give up too easy or they run. Oh, run like crazy. And guess what? (laughs) I mean, the people that believe in God, right? And then they run. Mm -hmm. I mean, who do they think they're running from besides themselves? And they always catch up with themselves. Right. But you can't outrun God, can you? No. Are you sure? Because some people think they can. Well, frankly, when people do that, I have to really question where they are on their walk. I would absolutely, to be frank, agree. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, When we look at the characteristics of family life, you had sent me some information that I thought was really good. Family begins with a ritual between a man, a woman, our covenant, that we've been yes. talking about, the cabinet, yes. mm-hmm. um, and that's what they call marriage. Um, it's a and, ceremony that they get together with witnesses, usually. Sure. 
And we're hoping that the duration is for the rest of their life. Well, till death do we part is what most of them say. Yes. Um, in each partner, they have duties, rights of parenthood. Um, they also socially are recognized and defined. Husband, wife, children, they we all live in a common place. You're basically setting up root somewhere to grow these little people that you give birth to, to love the Lord and know who God is and to help them uh, find their way and their path. And their space in this place we call earth. Exactly. Our world. It's not rocket science. No, that's what God intended. I really do believe that. Well, I mean, all you have to do is open his book and I mean, Right. It's all over the place. That's what it says. And when you don't do that, mm-hmm. then all you know what breaks loose. Right. And, and you know, and people are, this is what I don't like. People are under such, the, such misconception that Christians are trouble-free. Oh, no, we're not. And I don't think they understand that when you declare your love for Christ, you give your love to Christ, that Satan just works overtime. It seems like they don't, he doesn't have to worry about people over here that aren't saved because they're not spreading God's word. They're not doing the things that God commands us to do. So when God gives us a plan of action and he tells us in the great commission to go forth and spread his word, when he tells us to do these things, I think an army of demons, this is just my perceptions are released (laughs) And they're given a divine appointment by Satan to say, I want for you to go destroy, to destroy this family and for these reasons. And I think if you're going to do a great walk and God has you in a position to do that, I think you're a target. I think we walk around with a target on our back. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, I told you that I went back to church at Asbury and right. Andrew Forrest is, I mean, an amazing, wonderful, huh? Wonderful. Oh, he's so good mm-hmm. at delivering a message. I mean, he's masterful at the art of communication and delivering scripture and making it so applicable to everyday life. So he was talking about yesterday, just staying safe through the storms because whether you're a Christian or not, there will be storms. Sure. So. God gives us a foundation from which to build on, and you can either build yours on solid rock or shifting sand. So that's what you have to really always go back to. Right. And he brought up a home that was built by, I believe he said, a father and a son in Florida, Mm -hmm. and they decided to go against what they were told was acceptable and to build above and beyond. And when the storm came, a big hurricane, did you know that the only thing that happened to that house was a cracked window and something else cracked in, I believe, the tile in that bathroom, and that home was left standing untouched beside that, besides wow. that? Isn't that amazing? That's very amazing. So guess what? We're all going to go through storms. Sure. Throughout life. But if we live our lives according to God on shifting sand, instead of building a foundation that is solid, 
not only does it affect the two people that say, I do till death do us part, but anybody that they bring into that union, whether it's children they have on their own or they adopt children, that sort of thing, whatever, or even if they, you know, not everyone is meant to have children. Right. So it just depends on what God has purposed and planned for a person's life. But when you do have children, it affects them and it affects them no matter what age they are. And as a matter of fact, the older the children are, the harder it is for them because there's such a history with doing life together. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like the younger you are when you have your tonsils taken out, the easier it is on you other than you become adult because you're more aware. That's the thing. Right. Even And your immune system's stronger when you're a child and you don't remember things. Exactly. Like you do Mm -hmm. as you start getting older. And then sometimes you have a hard time forgetting things. And history, I mean, when you build history and memories together, you know where that, that's not just in the head, that's in the heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that's the truth. As a kid, we don't hang on to these things, but as a, most things, but as a older child, or even as an adult, we have that little thing called memory. Mm -hmm. For a reason. And those memories are made to help guide us through life. I think I think every memory that is created is a teachable memory. And whenever you're looking at the things that go on in your family, like things family face today, like abuse, addiction, divorce, parents that work in and out of the house, depression, everything that say pornography, yes. same-sex attraction, mm-hmm. social media, lack of structure, morality and accountability. Absolutely. I mean, how can we not be in the position that we're in now? Oh, absolutely. And come on, let's be real listeners, ladies. That's who I'm really speaking to. Do you want our children and our grandchildren and their children and their children and their children and their children to suffer as much as we have or well, it it not or worse, it will get worse. Mm -hmm. So why are we not going to stand up and stand together, use our voices and change this direction and run that horse back into that stall and shut the daggum gate? Yeah. You would think, one would think that everyone would be on the same page with that. But I think a lot of it is there are just so many women out there today that are single moms that are struggling just to make ends meet, that hope is just a glistening thing that's just a little bit beyond reach. I think there's a lot of things that are coming against women at this point in time. And it's a a lot of times a self-esteem issue. They've been broken. They've been stepped on and their, their self- money is tight or they don't have enough or right. and they get into financial issues mm-hmm. and then they become desperate. Sure. And needy. And, and self-worth is gone. And I know this sounds terrible, but sometimes I, I and I, and as a pastor, I've seen it. They struggle just to live from day to day. Yes. And that's hard. 
it's awful. Yes. And you just want to be able to go out. I, I feel like I just want to go out with a little wand and whack everybody on the head and say, be free from this, be free from that, because it is a struggle for a lot of people. I struggle. And my husband and I have a, have a, we've been married, you know, almost 31 years now. And it's still not easy. I don't care how long you've been married. Of course not. It's still not easy. No. And with today's time and with what the back of the book says, I mean, Revelations tells us all about it, that it's not going to get any easier. No. So what do we do in the meantime? What do we do to help correct some of this craziness? That's the question. Well, I'm glad you asked because I know that, you know, a little bit about me and I mean, we've done some pretty, you know, I mean, we, we've talked about some serious subjects and really, what would I say, have been so transparent with one another about things that have happened in our lives. Right. So when things happen and like, for instance, when I went through something with someone very close to me that I absolutely love so much. And I didn't know which direction it was going to turn. And I knew what the Holy Spirit, God said to me through the Holy Spirit. And then I ended up in a place that I saw women and an abortion clinic wanting to leave that place, probably in their heart and soul. Mm-hmm but didn't have the support system that this person did. I sat there and I went, oh my gosh, these women like me, like so many of us that are in that position, how can I help them when they, you know, get through something like this, get through something like this. And I just started calling people that I knew and one thing led to another. When God opens doors, it's so amazing. Yes, it is. He's good. And I became a national trainer for a post-abortion healing program. And at the same church that I went back to, had the largest training program ever and got very involved with October Baby and all that good stuff. And so I just, that on top of marriage has always been important to me because of where I come from and the things that I saw that didn't work when I was growing up. And then I saw the things that worked with my great aunt and uncle that raised me that worked so perfectly. And so marriage, I've always had such a passion about that as well. And then having gone through a divorce and the things that I've experienced myself, I mean, I've just always been, how can we overcome these obstacles? I was like that in my own life. How can I overcome these obstacles? So how can I help overcome these obstacles to make a better life for my daughter, my son, other people? And I think the only way that we do it is like we're doing it and start together with one another as women and move forward with it. And you know, I have a plan. Oh, absolutely. You do. And it's a great plan. 
I'll keep it under wraps for right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just put it out there and just everyone know that I have something planned. And wouldn't that be awesome if you wrote a book, another book, you're an author. Well, that's true. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to say, look forward to that book coming out soon, friends. I don't want to, not unless it has a happy ending. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm thinking, you know, the nuclear family is, is where it's at and whatever we can do or say, or help with any questions, we would love to hear anything that you might have to say, come to our, our website and, let us know where you're at in life right now. If you have any questions or anything that we can help with, we've got a lot of feedback on our podcast and it's just been astronomically great. So we want to keep doing that, but we want to know that want you to know our listeners to know that your trials, your issues are on our mind and we pray for those every single day. And hopefully we deliver the things that can help you in this crazy thing called life that we're doing right now. And I will just say this because this is the way that I would like to close it. Listeners, listen, this is my plea for you to hear me. Divorce destroys a family. It is one of the ugliest family issues among those that we've talked about today. Divorce blows the door wide open to all of these core issues. The nuclear family is on a downhill course and has been since the 50s. High divorce rates, cohabitation, child-free couples, people having children out of wedlock, and the introduction of all sorts of other things that are in our society right now. What do we do? I just want to preserve and save the nuclear family. So let's get together, speak up, stand together, and fight to make changes. If we do not, we will see the end of the nuclear family and the Destruction will rapidly continue, and it won't matter what else we try to put into place. I mean, that's why we have the problems that we're having right now with in the schools and parents not having the right to be parents anymore. I mean, for goodness sakes, this has got to stop. I agree completely. Got to got to recapture that thought process of 1950s. Yeah. Seriously. And Uh, with all the knowledge that we have now, we can make it even better. Yes. And slow down. We are in such a fast paced world. Slow down and take some time with your family. I, I, my little grandson, he plays football and we were at one of his games this weekend before last and I just sat and watched. I watched all the mothers running around to do this and running around to do that. And just on a constant, I've got to get this, 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 and this done. Why they're tragging along, you know, one baby on a hip, one baby in a stroller and trying to make every, you know, it's okay to sit back and say no. 
Oh, I watched my daughter do the same thing. It's crazy. Absolutely. It is okay to say no and to take care of yourself and to stay home and take care of your family. I get it. We live in a fast paced world that people don't want to be left behind, that we want our kids to have the best, the best, but sometimes the best of the best is at home at our own dining room tables. Oh my gosh. We need to get back to the table. That's another thing that I think that Andrea Forrest has brought up is, you know, setting down at the table again. I mean, how many things get resolved at the table or the children and everybody open up to that you find out about, you know what I mean? And you go, oh my gosh, I did not know that little Harry was, you know, pulling the pigtails of Sally. Right. Slow down. Yes. Take a second and breathe. And listen. Um, Yes. I've heard so many of my daughter's age and your daughter's age in their 20s and their early 30s talking about what their doctor has given them to calm them down. They're so high strung. They're so Mm -hmm. typical A type children, young women. And I'm thinking, breathe for Christ's sakes. Well, you know what I think A type A now stands for? Major anxiety. Oh. Anxiety. My daughter will tell you, she can, she, any given day you can call her at work and she is in the deepest, highest point all in one big realm of anxiety. Mm-hmm. She'll too. be calm for one second. And then before you know it, she's standing on the cliff with anxiety. I'm like, listen, girl, you yes. are too young for this. Exactly. Too young. Slow down. Just slow down for a few minutes. Let God just pull yourself to the side Say a little prayer to yourself. God, just help me relax and help me enjoy this day that you've created and show me what to do and help me be my best. Help me be my best wife, best partner, best mom. And if that means we don't have to go to 15 birthday parties on the weekend, then we're not going. Exactly. That is my prayer for every young mom out there. Just take some time and take care of yourself. Yes. You know, you don't have to be the miracle mom that solves every problem and has everything whipped into shape. That's what I told my daughter. I was like, we're not going to solve every problem. Newsflash. I have to tell my daughter, it's okay to have a messy house every second, every once in a while. It's okay to have a messy house. Yes. She doesn't even know how to function with anything out of place. And I I wonder why Sandy, I know I was getting ready to take ownership of that. It's my fault. I get it because I, at that moment in time in my life, like her, was doing the same thing. But if there's one thing I could, if I could go back and change today, it would be just to go back and let the dishes set for a few hours and spend time with my children. Mm -hmm. It would be to let the house go a little cluttered and run around and play games with my children. Mm -hmm. Time goes by so fast. People don't realize you have these little babies and the next thing you know, they're graduating. So in time, you never get back. It's the only gift that we get that we can never, ever get back. No. So it's, it's so important to know that in this day and time with family, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted because you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that your grandkids are full grown. You're going to realize that your children are the same age you are with them at that point. It's hard for me to even realize that my son is 34 years old Mm -hmm. because I remember my mom being 34 years old and thinking, man, she's old. (laughs) 
So yeah, now you look at him and you yes. go, oh my God, he's still my baby. I know, but I'm just thinking, it's just slow down. That's just, if I could give food for thought for the day, it would be slow down and just breathe and take in the time God has given you because life is just too short. I agree. It is. With all that Sandy said on top of it, help us save the family. Yes, absolutely. Let's get back to the 1950s perspective of things. Yes, with all the knowledge and smarts that we have today. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful place that would be. Absolutely. Well, with that said, I think that, you know, we've come to a conclusion and I think that people know where our heart is with all of that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I think I pretty much well just spent the last, I don't know, five minutes. Yes. So don't forget to share, comment, and all of that good stuff. And we really do appreciate your comments, whether you agree with us or not. Just keep them coming just as you have. Absolutely. So until next Tuesday, it's life, love, and relationships. See you then. If you enjoyed the show today, share it with your friends so they can listen in to our conversations about life, love, and relationships. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cinderella Chats, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. We look forward to our Tuesdays together and know you will too. 